five days. Why hasn't Joe Biden and Kamala been impeached yet? Why? From the internet, this is the liberals' worst nightmare. Because this is where the truth has a home, where BLM are not lionized as messianic figures, where they are simply garden variety terrorists in the same form as Arab rabble rousers in Israel, where the Democrat Party are not lionized as the saviors of the middle class, but are in fact the real 1% stealing from all the classes, money, elections, they're stealing it all, and they're not gonna stop until they're stopped. I'm the only one saying that clearly and plainly because I'm the brilliant mind. There is a new gold standard, and it's me. The metric by which all radio hosts will be judged, but there is no comparison to the world's greatest radio personality. It's your charming and delightful host on the Richard Kaysen Radio Network. Now, if you're listening to the first hour on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, why aren't you subscribing to the whole show at patreon.com slash Richard Kaysen? Why? Over these past uh, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, these past eight months, have I not made it as plain as I know how to make it that it is only a dollar a month? Not per week, not a day, not per show, per month. Mathematically, arithmetically, it breaks down to 25 cents a week. One of these fake feed the children programs, they're going to try to fleece you out of a buck oh nine every week to send rice over to a country where some Islamic psycho terrorists are going to hijack the truck and keep all the goods and ration it out the way they see fit. I'm a lot cheaper than that. Join the Dollar Club at patreon.com slash Richard Case. And how many commercials are you going to hear where there's just a vague UN peacekeeping problem terrorist situation right in the middle of the ad? Only here. Social media... Cut that Facebook cord today. Cut it right now. I don't know what's going on with Parler. It seems like Hannity and the CEO of Parler and some chick named Andrea are the only three people that are posting a thing on Parler right now or able to. It still exists as a domain, but it is a non-functioning it's not even a social platform now or media platform it's just a website barely holding on kind of like richardcaseandonline.com that's where you can go for all your Richard Case and Radio Network merch t-shirts you can be 
listening to this show drinking coffee out of a Richard Kaysen Radio Network mug. Or if you have to go to town, and if one of Joe Biden's mask cops puts a gun to your head and says, Hey, man, why aren't you putting on that mask? I am, because I'm Joe Biden. zibbity boo baba da Let me sniff that hair. If you find yourself in that situation, there is the Richard Case and Radio Network mask. <laughs> I myself would never wear one. You know, if it weren't for uh, not embarrassing the living daylights out of certain girlfriends, certain youngest children that easily embarrass at such a certain young age, at me raising eight kinds of hell at Red Robin about their stupid mask policy. It's the only time I do anything even in the direction of acquiescing. It's for them and them alone. It isn't for you. It isn't for the country at large. It isn't because Biden says so. It isn't because the media said so for 10 damn months. It's because I don't want my girlfriend's kid to be pissed at me at me raising hell about the mask so i opt for the clear plastic shield which i must admit after a few minutes you do forget you're wearing and it is somewhat liberating that everyone can see your face i mean your face is covered it's covered nothing's getting through that eighth of a millimeter thick piece of cellophane that you'd wrap a sandwich in on a rubber band around my head. But the virus is contained. I want you to see the contempt on my face as I look at all you masked morons. Who was that? That was the masked moron. He's that dumb son of a bitch that's afraid of germs everywhere he goes. I can tell this segment's going to go long already, but that's okay. It's my show. I can go long. I can go short. I can do whatever I got to do. Am I going to promote what I have coming up? Yeah, actually, because now that, uh, well, first of all, as I said at the top of the program, it's been five days. Why hasn't Joe Biden been uh, impeached already? Why? They started doing that to Trump the the minute it was announced that he won the election. Oh, it couldn't have been because Hillary was an unelectable, unlikable, alcoholic accessory to murder. Could it? You know, there's that conspiracy out there that Hillary Clinton's a murderer. No, in reality, she's an accessory to murder. Let's be clear. Let's make sure we say allegedly 
She's allegedly an accessory to murder. Make sure to clip that alleged right out of there. Thank you. So anyway, (laughs) talking to my, anyway. Oh, did I mention that I'm also still on Instagram? That's very important that you know all about my social media presence. That scam and a half that we all fell for. Oh, I remember when my MySpace page was going to make me famous like Dane Cook. Well, if that wife beater wearing spazoid could harness that power, surely I can too. No, didn't happen. Didn't happen. Oh, yeah, and YouTube. That's youtube.com slash Richard Kaysen. The one that I completely forget about, the one that I do have a couple of thousand followers on that, you know, frankly is the only social media outlet that I haven't been deplatformed on where you post things and it vaguely looks like Facebook and that's LinkedIn. Been posting uh, things about the show here and or there. But it's just such a, I mean, already, already there's just this dark cloud over According to a 2018 Rasmussen poll, I thought this was interesting. Why are you talking about 2018? That was three years. Just shut up. According to one 2018 Rasmussen poll, 31% of American voters fear that the intense partisanship following the 2016 presidential election would cause a second civil war within five years. 19-2021. Two years to go. But let's look at that statement for a second. Fear that the intense partisanship following the 2016 presidential election would cause a second civil war. Where does that intense partisanship come from? Where does it come from? Who creates it? Who is... Always looking for an excuse to call you an ist. Who is always looking for a reason to accuse you of ism? Who? Who wants to raise your taxes so that there's more federal money that they can waste on mindless and insipid Government programs designed to cater to people who, frankly speaking, in many cases, shouldn't be here. Let us be frank, all right? (laughs) See, where I come from, the way I speak, it's just very frank and direct, and I am very much a man without a country anymore because virtually anyone you speak to is a just craven 
pussy willow of a human being that doesn't want to offend is entirely concerned with stepping on toes and wouldn't want to say the wrong thing and they and it's just like uh, <laughs> and that's what's got us here no one wanted to say anything In 2019, the National Bipartisan Battleground Civility Poll by the Georgetown Institute of uh, Politics and Public Service revealed that the average voter believes the U.S. is two-thirds of the way to the edge of a civil war. In 2017, conservative Dennis Prager claimed that Americans are actually in the midst of a second civil war. And to a degree, we are. Right now, it's along cultural lines and, well, to be more accurate, pop cultural lines. It's not just a culture war, it's a pop culture war because pop culture is what reigns supreme. Because pop culture is the easiest thing to get people to swallow. So if you're not watching entertainment tonight or downloading the latest Taylor Swift album, onto your mobile device, then you're a Nazi. Also in 2017, Rush Limbaugh stated that the United States had entered a cold civil war after the start of a formal impeachment inquiry against President Trump during the fake Ukraine scandal. Fake. Ukraine scandal. Alex Jones made multiple claims that the Democrat Party planned to launch a civil war, especially in 2018, when he said that the Democrats would launch a coup d'etat against President Trump on Independence Day. Well, he was wrong on the day. The coup d'etat was November 3rd, 2020. When the dead came back from the dead to vote. 10,000 out-of-state voters in Arizona voting. The overnight vote dumps. The list goes on and on. Stolen identities. Huge list. Sean Hannity said that an attempt to remove President Trump would result in a civil war. Fighting and dividing this country at a level we've never seen between those that stand for truth and those that literally buy into the corrupt deep state attacks against a duly elected president. As poorly produced as I think from a technical standpoint, Hannity's radio show is. There's no arguing what he just said there. Those that stand for truth, that would be you, that would be me. And those that literally buy into the corrupt deep state attacks against a duly elected president, and that would be the Democrats. The liberals, the leftists, progressives, Hollywood, MSNBC, CBS, NBC, 
ABC, CNN. And the people who watch all of those things at home, on the road, in airports, at the gym, on their phone, while they're driving, running heavy equipment, when they should be driving and running heavy equipment. The phone addiction. Oh, man, that's going to be what gets... I mean, there's... We've shot ourselves in the foot about four million times as Americans as a country at this point. I mean, we've made just a crap load of bad choices for as long as anybody can remember. But this phone thing, this mobile device thing, this issue, this addiction, where just everyone, oh, I got 30 seconds to kill, and let's go to the mobile device. Facebook, scroll up, scroll up. Oh, it isn't just you, the girlfriend. It's everybody. Don't think I'm singling you out. I'm not. It's everybody. That's because everybody has lost their minds. Writing for the National Review, Victor Davis Hanson blamed the policies of President Obama, the digital revolution, kind of what I just said, campus radicalism, and globalization for bringing the United States to the brink of a veritable civil war. After the opening of the impeachment inquiry, President Trump tweeted on uh, back when he could still tweet, He would tweet, and then the media and Hollywood and the news and the Democrats would attack him for it before they finally just just ban him. They love to ban people. Don't you notice that? In In the name of protecting you and your delicate sensibilities and your delicate senses, your what you see and hear, they're gonna shield you from all of it and just ban it. That bad man's gone now. Trump's gone. He won't bother you on Twitter anymore. Feel free to call anyone you want a Nazi now. No one's going to oppose you. They'll be banned. That Muslim convert Jack Dorsey, who owns that piece of crap, You ever heard of Adam Kinzinger? He's a Republican Illinois sellout jerk. That's what he is. Because if you're from Illinois and if you're in politics, guess what? You're a jerk. After the opening of the impeachment inquiry, President Trump tweeted that if the Democrats are ever are successful in removing the president from office... It will cause a civil war-like fracture in this nation from which our country will never heal. Trump's statement was criticized as incitement to violence by political leaders on both sides of the aisle 
who have been bought and paid for to oppose anything President Trump. Congressman Adam Kinzinger, Republican, Illinois, posted in response, I have visited nations ravaged by civil war. At real Donald Trump, I have never imagined such a quote to be repeated by a president. And you are a disingenuous, sellout, Republican, Illinois trash. By the way, I didn't realize this until Facebook reminded me of it. This is the 10th anniversary already for the very absolute few hardcores out there. This is the 10th anniversary of the publishing of my magnum opus, quite possibly from radio, newspaper writing, and podcasting, and doing comedy, and commercials, quite possibly the greatest thing I ever did, ever. 460 pages of You Can't Trust a Dirty Illinoisan. Need to get some sort of 10th anniversary thing going on there with that. When I was a child, back in, say, 1987, that would have made me about nine, there was a television miniseries on, series of nights on ABC. Back when miniseries were a thing, they were it was like a really long six-hour movie that they cut up into two-hour chunks over the course of a week. It was called America, spelled with a K. And if you're unfamiliar with this, uh, I'm just going to read straight from the description here, and this may take a couple of segments, but I think it's while the story is not completely in sync with the methods of what's going on, the aims are quite similar. But the backstory to America, this miniseries that aired back in the 80s, toward the end of the 80s, as the decline of the Soviet Union puts it in danger of losing the Cold War, Soviet leadership makes a desperate gamble to rearrange the global balance of powder. Power. Yeah. <laughs> balance of powder, sure. We'll all be powder if this happens. Four large thermonuclear weapons are detonated in the ionosphere over the United States. The resulting EMP, or electromagnetic pulse, destroys the nation's communication and computer systems, cripples the U.S. electrical grid, and affects any equipment that relies on computer technology, such as most late-model automobiles. With its ICBMs inoperative and the National Command Authority unable to contact U.S. military forces abroad, or their foreign allies in Western Europe to launch a counterattack, the U.S. is forced to accept Soviet terms of surrender, unilateral disarmament, the end of the dollar as a reserve currency, and integration into the Soviet military economic block. Where else are you gonna go for a dynamite deal? Then dynamite deals. 2012 Chevy Cruze LT, only 6,500. That's a dynamite 
deal. 2011 Dodge Caliber Heat. Only 5950. 2013 Ford Edge SEL. 9500. Those deals are dynamite. Just east of the 21141 intersection in Arnold. Dynamite Deals. LLC.com. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. My administration will take all necessary steps to safeguard our citizens from this threat. Hysterical xenophobia. giving Americans a false sense. Is it accurate that if these uh, steps had not been put in place, it could have been two million people dead here in the United States? Yes. No matter how hard they try to stop us, they can't. We built the greatest economy the world has ever seen, and we're going to do it again. Together, we're beating back the invisible enemy. What the federal government did was a phenomenal accomplishment. Through it all, the world has witnessed the unyielding resolve of our incredible American people. Promise made, promise kept. And I'm fighting for you, and I love doing it with everything that I have. And you know that. With the grace of God, we will win this war, and we will win this war quickly. And we will make America great again. Yeah, I'm married. Doesn't matter. You do that for me? Really? Yeah, I'd like that. Who are you talking to? Uh, it's Jake from State Farm. Sounds like a really good deal. Jake from State Farm at 3 in the morning? Who is this? It's, it's Jake from State Farm. What are you wearing, Jake from State Farm? Uh, khakis? Hey, do they ever ask you what you're wearing? Uh, yeah. Red sweater, button-down shirt. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. These are the people who make Gentleman Jack. Cultured. Refined. As smooth as the whiskey itself. Just kidding. They're the same folks who make old number seven. They simply take the time to mellow it twice. Gentleman Jack. Extra smooth. From the makers of Jack Daniels. Yeah, that America miniseries from the 80s, that's a real toe-tapper there. It didn't get favorable reviews because they thought it was a little bleak and depressing. Well, such is communism. Which is exactly the message they were trying to convey. But that was that was lost on them. But yeah, in the last segment, before we went to break... Uh, in the backstory to America, this miniseries, which they, they made a VHS set of it, but it's never been released on DVD. It will probably never see the light of day, ever. Don't, don't count on it. I mean, back in the 80s, even though leftism has always been with us, um, once upon a time... Hollywood, even if for nothing more than money-making reasons, they weren't afraid to go the patriotic route because they knew it would sell. Patriotism always sells because it's true and it's real and it's just. But in the backstory of America here, 
after the EMP blast and we can't respond militarily, uh, militarily, whatever, the U.S. quickly falls under Soviet military occupation under the command of Russian General Petya Samanov. And the U.S. president, let's in this case call him, oh, let's call him Joe Biden. And U.S. Congress, headed up currently in reality by Chuck Schumer, who we've got a great clip of in just a few minutes, and Nazi sclerosis. Well, the president and Congress become mere figureheads for their Soviet overseers. Now, let's cross out Soviet and put in Chinese. Communications between the administrative areas have been cut off. Let's relate this to today. People have been deplatformed and unable to communicate the way they used to because of Facebook. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. An increasing number of Republican senators say they oppose holding an impeachment trial for former President Trump. Senator Marco Rubio, Republican from Florida, said the upcoming trial of Trump is counterproductive, stupid, and harmful for the United States. Another President Biden executive order will take steps on Monday to harness the purchasing power of the United States government, the world's largest single buyer, to increase domestic manufacturing and create markets for new technologies. China overtook the United States as the world's top manufacturer in 2010 and was responsible for 28% of global output in 2018, according to the United Nations data. The Biden administration has proposed a five-year extension of the treaty constraining the United States and Russian nuclear arsenals. The Biden team also wants the Russians to help with an investigation into the massive Russian-leaked cyber attack on several U.S. government departments and have demand the release of Russian leading opposition figure Alexei Navalny. This is USA Radio News. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. My administration will take all necessary steps to safeguard our citizens from this threat. Hysterical xenophobia. giving Americans a false sense. Is it accurate that if these uh, steps had not been put in place, it could have been two million people dead here in the United States? Yes. No matter how hard they try to stop us, they can't. We built the greatest economy the world has ever seen, and we're going to do it again. Together we're beating back the invisible enemy. What the federal government did was a phenomenal accomplishment. Through it all, the world has witnessed the unyielding resolve of our incredible American people. Promise made, promise kept. And I'm fighting for you and I love doing it with everything that I have. And you know that. With the grace of God, we will win this war and we will win this war quickly. And we will make America great again. Introducing the Bond Arms Double Barrel Handgun, the smallest, highest quality, and most powerful personal protection you can buy. I see thousands of guns, and I look at the Bond, and I think, this is how you're supposed to build a gun. Everything is perfect. Everything is precise. I... I stand in awe of the amount of machining talent that's gone into creating this gun. With over 35 interchangeable barrels, your Bond Arms handgun can handle over 20 different caliber combinations. Just a twist of one screw with a standard Allen wrench, and you're good to go. It's that easy. 
allowing you to shoot everything from a 22 long rifle to 45 ACP. Even 410 shotgun shells work in your Bond Arms hand cannon. These are just a whole lot of fun to shoot. I like to say it's the smallest double barrel shotgun you can own. I mean, if I'm carrying in, I'm going to be able to pull that out and be perfectly fine. I, I like it for an off-duty carry. It's a two-shot. 45, it's a strong caliber. I'd recommend it to anybody. It's the favorite handgun of celebrities like Joe Montaigne, music legends Dee Snyder and Ted Nugent, and there's even several in the Richard Petty Museum. They're small, compact, and really fun to shoot. That was badass. <laughs> it's so versatile, so safe, and so simple to use. This is perhaps the best handgun for first-time buyers or a valued addition to your current gun collection. Go online now to GetBondArms.com to see some of our most popular models, like the Ranger 2 and the Mama Bear, the Texan with a 6-inch barrel, the small but powerful Backup that comes in 45 ACP or 9mm, our special limited edition Old Glory with the American flag on the barrel, and the newest handgun from Bond Arms, the Bullpup. We've been building and selling the highest quality handguns for over 21 years now, and I personally stand behind every product that we make. If you're thinking about buying a handgun, please go to our website. You'll be glad you did. For more information about all the great Bond Arms products, go online now. YouTube.com slash Richard Kaysen. It's free to subscribe to. Follow me on Instagram while I'm still there. Or LinkedIn. I'm on a thing called Clout Hub that I'm really not too impressed with. It's like the light beer of social media. It really is. I know I've been harping for a while about a 30-year-old television miniseries, but just listen to me for one minute. U.S. President and U.S. Congress in the backstory of this miniseries America become mere figureheads for their Soviet overseers. Let's make that Chinese overseers. Communications between the administrative areas have been cut off. Let's say deplatformed. So that's the backstory. That's what happened. You don't see any of that in the miniseries. That's that's revealed in what's known in the business as expositionary dialogue. Characters mention it and talk about it to fill in you, the viewer. Because they wanted the miniseries to portray the aftermath 
a downtrodden and demoralized United States 10 years into this thing. So here's the geopolitical situation in this fictional 1997, 10 years after this fictional Soviet invasion of the United States happened in the miniseries America. A decade after its defeat, the contiguous United States is occupied by a United Nations peacekeeping force composed primarily (laughs) of communist state forces. And these troops periodically engage in destructive arms training exercises deliberately intimidating to the local population. Those Americans who engage in dissent are stripped of their privileges, kind of like what the left talks about wanting to do to Trump supporters because they dissent with the official position put forth by the fake Biden administration through the fake media where they are sent to exile camps where we've heard more than one leftist talk about how we need to be reprogrammed. We need to be sent away and reprogrammed, and we come out thinking a lot more clearly than we did, loving President Biden right before we're shot in the head, a la 1984, because we're useless. They brainwash you and strip you of your individuality prove that they can mold you into exactly what they want you to be, and then they get rid of you because you are that expendable to them. They don't give a wit about you. If I wasn't trying to get back on the radio, I'd be saying another word that rhymes with it. They don't give it about you. They don't. But the media said they don't. I'm the media. I'm telling you they don't. Look around, you jackass. So they're stripped of their privileges. They're sent to exile camps where they are anathema to the Soviets and their fellow citizens. Association and communication with the exiles is prohibited and forbidden, although some risk their own remaining freedoms by offering them humanitarian aid. Production quotas have been imposed, because that's what socialism's about. They get to decide how much of anything gets produced. Foodstuffs are rationed because food is one of the things that they put a production quota on. And the surplus is shipped where? To the Soviet Union. So let's cross that out and say shipped to China. China is in this country. Now I'm speaking in reality now. China is in this country right now suckling off the United States and taking the best of what we have home to China. So anyway, uh, Robert Urich plays Peter Bradford, who ascends to the leadership as the governor general of Heartland, which is a satellite state the Soviets carve out of the middle of the United States, and he acts as the part 
or acts the part of a collaborator, hoping to reform the occupation from within with the ideals of the old United States. A character played by Chris Christopherson, Devin Milford, he's released from the prison camp hoping to be reunited with his children, although one of them already was brainwashed and they think they're Soviet brothers. But he fights to end the occupation and restore the United States. While uh, General Denisov, played by Sam Neill of Jurassic Park fame, hopes to salvage as much of, as possible of the old U.S. while realizing that the U.S. must essentially cease to exist in order to appease the Soviet Union's leadership. Climax and resolution to this story. The Soviet leadership are faced with the problem of keeping the U.S., us, pacified and convincing the Politburo that their fears of a revitalized U.S., us, are unfounded because the country can no longer pose a threat. The Politburo is not convinced and considers exploding nuclear weapons over several U.S. cities as a warning to the people and the world. Both General Denisov and General Samanov, the Soviet general of the entire United States, played by Armin Mueller-Stahl, both of whom want Soviet control of the U.S. to be relatively humane by their standards, even they are horrified by this idea. At great personal risk, General Samanov convinces leadership to accept a compromise. The U.S. will be divided into client states, such as Heartland. Additionally, members of Congress will be executed if they refuse to dissolve the nation's government and disperse in peace. And it goes on and on, but in the final episode of the miniseries, Heartland is seceded from the U.S. with other regions to follow within the next few weeks. Instead, Heartland soldiers and local militia attack the U.N. compound. There's talk of a second American revolution that could undermine the Soviet Union's plans to break up the United States. And Devin Milford is shown about to make a nationwide speech telling Americans to revolt against the occupation just before he's shot to death. One other thing. And then we'll go to break, and then we'll come back to the present. But part of the theme of... Uh, See, at one point, a key Soviet obs official observes that their plans for conquering the U.S. succeeded far beyond their wildest dreams because once we had been defeated, we turned inward, not caring about national issues anymore. Kind of like now. We don't care about national issues anymore. We'll let them take care of it. That's why we voted them in there. Those politicians will take care of it for us. Seeking only to retain a piece of the prosperity that had once been theirs. The coup worked because you lost your country before we ever got here, says one Soviet leader. You had political freedom, but you lost your passion. How could we not win? And that theme is echoed by Chris Christopherson's character later in the film where he says, nobody wanted to risk anything for anybody else. Everybody was afraid they were going to lose what they had. They knew it was bad. They were just afraid it'd get worse. That's all they lived for. 
for things not to get worse. And further dialogue by Peter Bradford, played by Robert Urich, who played the uh, American-Soviet collaborator, lashes out at apathetic U.S. attitudes when he says, Damn! I am so tired of this, I'm an American bull. Where was all that patriotism when it counted? Where was that willingness to sacrifice? Where was it? Where was it? That's not a rhetorical question. I'm asking you right now. Where was it? That's me asking you, the listener. He asked, where was that willingness to sacrifice? Nobody wanted to join the damn army to defend the country unless they got paid well. Nobody wanted to give any time to public service unless they made a career out of it. And I didn't notice a lot of us giving up our lives in the last 10 years. And that's exactly why Joe Biden and his cronies, with all probability, as much as I hate to say it, are going to be completely successful in what they want to do. Because nobody has the will to oppose it. Accelerate your life. Call 1-800-USA-NAVY. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. My administration will take all necessary steps to safeguard our citizens from this threat. Hysterical xenophobia. Be giving Americans a false sense. Is it accurate that if these uh, steps had not been put in place, it could have been two million people dead here in the United States? Yes. No matter how hard they try to stop us, they can't. We built the greatest economy the world has ever seen, and we're going to do it again. Together, we're beating back the invisible enemy. What the federal government did was a phenomenal accomplishment. Through it all, the world has witnessed the unyielding resolve of our incredible American people. Promise made, promise kept. And I'm fighting for you, and I love doing it with everything that I have. And you know that. With the grace of God, we will win this war, and we will win this war quickly. And we will make America great again. Bacteria's perfect hiding place is your toothbrush. Introducing new Oral-B brushes with bristle protection technology that helps keep your brush clean for up to three months. Bacteria love to grow on bristles, just not ours. Oral-B, brush like a pro.
As you heard on the news a few minutes ago, Senator Marco Rubio calling the post-presidential impeachment trial of President Trump stupid and counterproductive, which will be the buzzwords for the Biden administration. So, hey, I'm glad you stuck with uh, such an upbeat show so far, but I wanted to draw some parallels between a miniseries from the 80s. Yeah, it's a little different. The nations are different. The circumstances are a little tweaked, but the outcome's the same. We're going to end up being... Our, our government's going to be puppets to a, another state, in this case, China. And we're going to be stripped more and more of our freedoms and our ability to communicate freely to each other is going to be diminished. And it's all going to happen because no one wants to say a bleeding thing about it or do anything about it. People are so tired of fighting and acrimony. They would eat a pile of their own crap if it meant just everyone shutting up and, and no more. No, no, I'm just enough. I can't. Even though it's the liberals that have been shrieking to the tops of their lungs since the 60s. Surprised anyone has any hearing left. But there are still things to laugh at. And uh, I'm going to share that with you right now because so Chuck Schumer, he's the newly, you know, he stole this position just like Biden stole the presidency because they were all in cahoots. It was all stolen. Biden. No, scratch that. Never. No, there's a Freudian slip from hell. Never call that polygrip-addicted freak President Biden, ever. Get that out of your mind, Rick. That guy, Biden, stole the election, not just for himself, but for, I mean, the Democrats, they, they stole the whole thing for themselves so they could run it all. That's why Chuck Schumer is the New majority leader in the Senate. He didn't win. Stole it. And now that he is the guy in charge of the Senate, naturally the, the House voted to go ahead and impeach a private citizen, which it's, it's all theater. It's not going to stand. It's, it's not even constitutional. This is all to convince you, not necessarily you, the listener, but you, the general public that may not be listening, that if Trump's been impeached, you, you can't. But you can't impeach a guy who's already out of office. And you can't hold a show trial just to convince people that he's not eligible to, to run again. But check out this dummy. Here's Chuck Schumer reading the uh, official charges. Make no mistake. There will be a trial. And when that trial ends, senators will have to decide if they believe Donald John Donald John Trump incited the erection insurrection <laughs> against the United States we know what's on Chuck Schumer's mind did you hear that now when this week 
the promo, the opening to uh, this week with George Stephanopadopopoulos played over the weekend. They cut the erection part out and and played it correctly, but uh, I think this is far more accurate. Make no mistake. There will be a trial, and when that trial ends, senators will have to decide if they believe Donald John Donald John Trump incited the erection. <laughs> I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. My administration will take all necessary steps to safeguard our citizens from this threat. Hysterical xenophobia. giving Americans a false sense. Is it accurate that if these uh, steps had not been put in place, it could have been two million people dead here in the United States? Yes. No matter how hard they try to stop us, they can't. We built the greatest economy the world has ever seen, and we're going to do it again. Together we're beating back the invisible enemy. What the federal government did was a phenomenal accomplishment. Through it all, the world has witnessed the unyielding resolve of our incredible American people. Promise made, promise kept. And I'm fighting for you and I love doing it with everything that I have. And you know that. With the grace of God, we will win this war and we will win this war quickly. And we will make America great again. At Chick-fil-A, we may be about the little things, but for us, community is a big thing. It brings out the best in us all, even in times as uncertain as these. While we can't have the pleasure of serving you in our dining areas, we're still here for you with delivery, drive-through, and mobile order where possible in compliance with state and local regulations. Order through the Chick-fil-A app or our delivery partners, and we'll see you soon. In the meantime, let's all take good care of each other. That's how you kill a free hour. Has that not convinced you to go to patreon.com slash Richard Kaysen to buy the entire show? Like I said a few minutes ago before I started yelling at you about this miniseries from the 80s. It's a dollar a month. What is keeping you from, from, I don't know. It's not like you don't have it. And big tech doesn't want me to talk about it. That's why they went into my phone and unbookmarked the page I was going to share with you about President Trump's record. But thankfully, it was archived. And I can share some of this with you before we uh, have to cut off the show. Now, before this is as of January, see the fake Biden-Harris administration, now that they control WhiteHouse.gov, they have scrubbed President Trump's list of accomplishments that he posted entirely. Thankfully, it was archived. Now, it's just a fact that because of President Trump, there was an unprecedented economic boom before the China virus 
invaded our shores, which, by the way, well, I'll just, I guess I'll, needless to say, Anthony Fauci funded some illegal research that was supposed to not be taking place in the to begin with in order to see what would happen if certain viruses are created. And one of those viruses was the coronavirus, and I think we see what's happened when you created that. But pre that, President Trump built the world's most prosperous economy, 7 million new jobs, middle-class family income increased nearly $6,000, unemployment rate reached 3.5%, the lowest in half a century, 40 months in a row, with more job openings than job hirings. More Americans reported being employed than ever before. Yeah, because the whole time Trump was in power, I was getting stand-up work because people were able to be open. Under Biden, uh, stand-up, that's probably over. God only knows how how much longer this is going to be allowed. Jobless claims hit a near 50-year low. Unemployment rates for African-Americans, Hispanics, Asians, Native Americans, veterans, those with disabilities, even those without a high school diploma, reached record lows. Unemployment for women reached a record low in 70 years. Seven million people got off food stamps. Poverty rates for blacks and Hispanics reached record lows. The bottom 50% of American households saw a 40% increase in net worth. I hate this term, but African-American home ownership increased from 41.7% to 46.4%. He brought back jobs and factories and industry back to the USA right here. 1.2 million manufacturing and construction jobs. Small business optimism broke a 35-year-old record in 2018. What's Biden do the first hour he's in office? This schmuck. He cuts 50,000 jobs. Hey, I'm looking out for you, man. That's what the Democrats do. We look after the middle class. We look after the working man. So I'm going to cut your job. Because the environmental lobby owns me, along with China. I mean, this Biden thing, it's already a mess. People already have buyer's remorse. It's a week. It's a week, and people, even the ones who voted for him, are already regretting it. And I'll tell you who. We ease into the second hour of the Richard Case and Radio Network. have to decide if they believe Donald John Donald John Trump incited the erection insurrection. <laughs> 